0: Today we'd like to talk about peace, fear, and objectivity. Perhaps you know the saying, may you live in interesting times. For many of us, it is more like a curse as we long for the peace of uninteresting times. World events that confront us are far more interesting or troubling than most people would wish for. The fear pervading the world today has reached a breaking point, and many people are bracing for a major catastrophe. If you watch the media, we seem to have moved from a contentious debate about catastrophic climate change to openly discussing the pros and cons of nuclear war and with the psychopathic indifference to the fact that either scenario would destroy destroy life on Earth as we know it. As we are facing the same bleak scenario that drove world leaders together in the 1980s The scientific fact that nuclear war is unwinnable. Gripped by a collective amnesia, politicians and warmongers are refining their plans, while the rest of us sit by in stunned disbelief. It is a bizarre attribute of the human psyche that we cope with such stress and fear by compartmentalising our reactions and behaviours. We carry on our banal daily existences as if nothing is amiss, while our expectations of a peaceful future are put on hold, replaced by fears of an incomprehensible yet clear and present danger. We might rationalise such behaviour with the belief that we have no control over the situation. But we must ask, is this really the case? Have we really placed our destiny, indeed the lives of nearly 8 billion human beings, in the hands of so few? And what of the countless other life forms on our planet? Surely the advancement of humanity over the last 100 years has not been to bring us this. All this rhetoric and brinkmanship is a prelude to Armageddon. The ultimate battle between good and evil? When did we buy into this, or do we simply not have a say? Since birth, we are taught that we stand for goodness, and all other perspectives and ideologies are the opposite, and therefore inherently evil. Of course, in the West, it would be treacherous to propose that the current world crisis is anything other than than the forces of goodness battling against pure evil. And hoping for an outcome other than the complete annihilation of the evil opposing us is unthinkable. Our cancel culture makes short work of anyone expressing views to the contrary. Perhaps, however, there are moments when we all ask ourselves whether there might be another way a way that might free us from the cycle of violence and the endless conflicts that deny us true, lasting peace. Certainly, the moments of peace we do find are all too fleeting. Indeed, we might even ask, is it actually possible to experience true peace, to break free from the fear that keeps us from being truly free and truly happy? Well, the Golden Rosy Cross proposes that the answer to this question is a clear and emphatic yes. Since the beginning of time, humankind has seen many prophets and sages come and go, bringing messages of peace and enlightenment into the world. But for many people today, this begs the question, of why these impulses have not brought us lasting peace, a question that deserves an answer. We began with the words, peace, fear, and objectivity. But perhaps we could have said, from fear to peace through objectivity because only through objectivity are we able to transcend our individual and collective fear and find true peace. Without objectivity we cannot overcome our fear and without overcoming our fear we will never experience true peace. To be truly objective we need to understand the entire situation And as we are part of the situation, this necessitates also understanding ourselves. We cannot definitively separate ourselves from a situation or crisis simply by claiming we are just observers. We need to gain insight into our reality of existence, in which even the observer is inseparable from the situation. We long for peace to be bestowed upon us without realizing lasting peace can only come from within. Fear clouds our ability to use our senses and rationality correctly, creating a circular pattern of action and reaction, a pattern of behavior that is self-reinforcing and, if left unchecked, becomes self-destructive. The advice of the Golden Rosy Cross is that anxiety, worry, and fear are your greatest enemies. And the great secret of the new mode of life lies in relinquishing all eye centrality all thinking, willing, feeling, and doing that is kindled by fear. We know that there is more to being a human than just the physical body. If we also gain insight into the subtle bodies that are part and parcel of us as beings, that is, the etheric, the astral, and the mental bodies, and we begin to understand how they function, then we are much better placed to understand the forces and the influences that enter us and leave us again, and how these can be determined by what we would call the spiritual orientation of our life. The fact is, our thoughts do materialize after passing through our will and our actions. This means the fears that enter us will inevitably materialize into our physical reality. The crises of today testify to this. When we lack clear insight and wisdom, We see only in hindsight that we were, and are, trapped in an endless cycle of action and reaction. In such a state of life, going about things in this way, we we will never find peace in our being. Before we can truly understand the world and ourselves, we need to become cognizant of the influences we take in and the influences we project, the forces we attract, and the forces we reject. We need to become fully conscious of the interplay between apparently opposing forces and the fundamental laws of nature. Today, we all know of the formula E equals MC squared. Matter is energy, energy is matter. Our connectedness with the universe determines that we are integral to the forces of matter and energy, extending far beyond our natural capacity to comprehend ourselves, let alone the nature of the universe. Therefore, any liberating path of life must begin with insight, which can only come about through self-observation. When we observe ourselves objectively, then if we are honest with ourselves, We will recognize there is a point at which we allow or disallow projections from our own egocentricity or that of others to pervade our behavior, our emotions, our thoughts and our will, and therefore our actions. Then we begin to see the bigger picture and the path of true understanding leading to non reaction through which all anxiety, worry and fear can dissipate. Fear then begins to lose its grip on us. We see the positive and the negative, the subjective as well as the objective. Only by living in a purely objective basis are we able to overcome fear. Only when we fully understand that we as human beings and what the purpose is of our life, Only then can we understand the basis on which others act, not by judging them, but by objectively observing and understanding all the factors that come into play in any given situation. Of course, the self-knowledge we gain from objective self-observation can be a bitter pill to swallow. When we come to really understand the place we play, in the illusionary battle between good and evil. We see for the first time our present contribution to the world situation, and our co-responsibility for it. Then we finally realise that in blaming a particular person, or people, or race, or leader, or whatever, we are also criticising ourselves. When we take sides, we do so having made judgments about a particular person or perspective, as if we could see into their hearts, as if we could truly understand their conditions and motivations, or the traditions and history or spirituality that has shaped that person or people. Of course, it's not possible to do so, but we still act as if we can. This is the basis of all our criticism, our judgments and our condemnation of those people and the perspectives that we often wrongly assume to oppose us. This is the basis of the battle between the so-called good and evil. The former nuclear war planner Daniel Ellsberg wrote in his book, The Doomsday Machine, that the banality of evil doing is where more or less ordinary people, neither better nor worse than the rest of us, not monsters in either a clinical or mythical sense, cont- contribute to what they or their leaders believe constitutes the greater good. Despite the benign intentions of numerous individuals working for the greater good, the um, outcome consumes us all. We end up using evil to fight what we perceive to be evil. Therefore, gaining insight into our fundamental human condition is the first step on the path to true peace, to tr- freedom from fear to liberation of our true inner being, for ourselves and for all humanity. Our fear is an irrational reaction to a reality we do not understand and do not accept. It is the fruit of our lack of understanding of our own condition, of our own existence, our own self. Our fears cannot be suppressed the only solution is to neutralize the root cause of our fears the root cause of our perceptions as the world consisting only of good and evil through self-knowledge we open the door to objectivity we break the cycle of violence on every level of our existence mentally astrally etherically and finally physically Through the resulting new understanding and the fundamental change it makes possible, our consciousness is transformed, and we enter a new way of living, without fear. This inner transformation is a process that must be undertaken down to the very essence of our being. It means a fundamental reversal of the downwardly spiralling trajectory of humankind, and the restoration of our connectedness with the All. Just as fear cannot be suppressed, peace cannot be contrived nor imposed. True peace is a fundamental condition of the new soul, the transformed heart and mind, a condition so real, so fundamental, that once attained, it can never be displaced by fear. This path to true peace is the message the Golden Rosy Cross offers you and all humankind.